Here we go! My name is Bubba. My name's Anna. And you're tuned into Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show and a proud member of the Love Thy Nerd podcast network. Don't forget, before you've ever even had a chance to remember, don't forget that you can find Love Thy Nerd in a lot of places. We're not just on the radio. We're not just on podcasts. We're all over the internet, scattered as far as the eye can see. We're not all over the internet. <clears throat> we're not on TikTok. Yeah, we are. Church Nerds is on TikTok? No, I said love thy nerd. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. <laughs> you let me know when you're paying attention and then I we'll, thought you yeah. were, I thought we were talking about our specific podcast. Our specific podcast is not on TikTok. Um we, there's no video aspect to our podcast. Mm-hmm. Although we are kind of making We've it to toyed where with it the idea, but um we got a couple of things to do before we get there. I mean, mm-hmm. we've mo- we've kind of changed our space a little bit. I don't know how that's going to alter the sound. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Well, anyway, places we'll, we'll we do are holograms on the, on the internet. Um, yep. We're on lovethynerd.com. That's a good guess. And it's accurate is information. Is a place that we are and you where you can discover all the other things that we do. If you go to lovelander.com. Just Google us. I'm good at this. You can bing it. I'm really yeah. good at pitching stuff and, you know. Some places you might be able to find us. You already mentioned lovelander.com. Mm. And then just do slash something. Just try it. <laughs> this sounds like um like your little 1990s video game thing. Absolutely. Just, just try it. Just Hypnospace start, outlaw. Start typing things in and see what <clears throat> happens. Probably nothing bad. You, well, no, it's fine. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> uh, but seriously, you can go to lovethynerd.com slash Twitch slash Facebook slash Discord oh, slash, slash YouTube. social media platforms. Yeah, just Got give it. it a shot. Yes. See what slash happens. socials. Nope, that's not one. Mm, it's, not going to work. It's not nope. one. See? No, and I'm, and I'm going to leave it blank. Just, I'm, I'm bad. I'm bad at this. You're not bad. You're just, I'm bad at the internet in the 90s. Well, it's a good thing it's 2022, yeah. the year of our Lord. So speaking of all of that, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, hey, we are the Church Nerds, as previously kind of mentioned-ish. Um, you can find us at lovethynerd.com slash churchnerds. Uh-huh. That yes. one you knew. That one I knew. I knew that one. <clears throat> Yes, and we our specific goal is to explore the area where nerd culture and church culture intersect. Yeah, overlap, <clears throat> etc. It's the if, think about it as like a Venn diagram, mm-hmm. right? We're because, the sweet spot because we're um, semi nerdy church people. Semi churchy nerd people. No, no I'm, I think we're both, <clears throat> but I'd rather be neither if that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Semi churchy nerd people. I don't like that one at all. My, my brain's really having a hard time following all those words in that order. It just is. <laughs> they shouldn't be put together that way. Anyway, <clears throat> and that's why church, it works. We've been in ministry. We enjoy Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and comic books. Well, I don't like comic books, but you know. Multiverse certain, of Madness. Certain, I asked you things. I asked you if you want to go see that with me because I want to be and I, I want said, to care about you because uh, I love you. I said that's okay, and I was like, it's freaking sweet. I need to buy uh, my ticket. Um, we've talked about this many times, but the MCU is not my thing. So <coughs> I just, how do you say, don't care? About just it. like that. It's just it got too deep. It's too complex. It's too many characters to follow. Some of the movies do okay as a standalone, and I enjoy those, but there are a lot of them that you kind of, they make more sense if you have seen, I don't know, 12 or 13 other movies, (laughs) and I just can't. I cannot. It's too late. Hey, you know what you are going to love, though? Thor Love and Thunder. (sighs) Okay. I'll go and see that one with you. Yeah. Whenever that happens. Um, Who is me? Who is you? Uh, Me is Bubba. Oh, we're That's still my introducing name. ourselves. Yep. 
Um, I am a full-time nerd culture missionary. I work full-time with Love Thy Nerd. I'm one of the founders here of this organization. That's a dog. Um, her name is Sylvie and she barks. We're going to talk about her in just a moment. Just a moment. We'll also introduce her. She's introducing herself. Yeah. I'm going to go open a door while you talk about who you are. Oh, oh, you're done talking about yourself already? Uh, crazy, right? Oh, okay. Well, just go back and listen to the other 70 episodes and you can hear all about them. I am Anna. I um, am, I'm Bubba's wife and we have four kids. So most of the time I'm mom in it. Um, they are in public school this year. We haven't homeschooled before this, but, um, that's given me a little bit more time for it. It's, I mean, it's basically not more time. I don't know why it happens when you get more time and it feels like you don't have more time. But anyway, um, I had a crush on Legolas when I was in junior high and that's the nerdiest thing about me. Oh, you wow. Go. You're just really going for it there, aren't you? I don't know what else to say. Lately, I haven't done very nerdy things. And uh, I feel like I'm quickly becoming disqualified to be on this podcast. You're fine, lady. Look, you're you're able to do it because you're guilty by association. Guilty by association? Is that enough? Is it enough? <clears throat> I, I'm going to say yes. I don't know. I do want to watch Moon Knight. I'll say that. And that's oh, a Marvel thing. That's a Marvel f- thing. Fantastic. But... It's a lot of these little stories that I, I want to watch them on their own, but I don't really want to see how they're collected or connected to the larger Marvel Cinematic Universe. Anyway. Speaking of the MCU, don't ever. It's a bad idea to to eat a sour gummy worm before Uh-oh. you do a podcast. If you're wondering. Just now? Did what you just is, do that? I, I did. Why would you do that? Because I wanted to eat it. That's so I have little to no self-control. Have, That's the problem. We have gummy worms and lots of candy in our house because it's birthday week. Oh my gosh, is it freaking birthday week? We did this weird thing where we had children with birthdays four days apart. Mm -hmm. We tried to put them on the same day. I don't even know if that's true. I mean, that would have been fun, but now it's really not fun because it's like a very um, long week. Uh, Um, But... Um, candy was a lot of what we did this year, which is kind of terrible. Yeah, I've changed my fine. stance on like, like between Easter and the birthdays. Oh my goodness. Just, oh yeah. Cause it's candy, also always Easter, which, um, I used to be like, let's not do candy in Easter eggs. But if you don't do candy, then it's all these stupid, stupid little toys everywhere well, that never go away and they so get chewed the up by the dog, which here's the beauty of it. Right. Nene asked for an electric toothbrush for her birthday. She did, which I gladly gave her. Oh, 100%. Yeah. $5.72 well spent. <clears throat> so that's her. <laughs> that's not the only thing she's Ka- getting for her Caleb, birthday. Caleb, on the other hand, um, he got a Destiny 2 expansion, yes. Witch Queen, and he, yes. he almost peed my pants. He was so happy. <laughs> Yes. And yes. so, but Nene was equally as happy about her electric toothbrush. She had been asking for an electric toothbrush for weeks and I, like trying to save up money to buy her own. Which um, she could have easily done. I, <clears throat> I, I asked her, I was like, why do you want an electric toothbrush? She's like, well, everybody I know has one. And I'm thinking, how do you even know that? Well, well, I don't uh, know what kinds of toothbrushes my friends have. That was not a problem I had grown up. I was never like, Mom, I need an electric toothbrush. <laughs> oh, my friends have one. My mom would have said, we're moving schools. Like, that's the weirdest thing. Um, well, yes, she did. She did say that. I mean, like, really wanted an electric toothbrush. Oh, no, my mom didn't say it. Nene said it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. But we gave her an electric toothbrush and a caramel apple and some cotton well, candy. You give her reason to use and it. And cupcakes for her class. <clears throat> and to, a special birthday cake. To her like, credit. An electric toothbrush <clears throat> and several thousand reasons to use one. To her credit, immediately after she got done eating, she went brush her teeth. Yeah. So she was like excited to brush yes, her teeth. Yes, she's very excited to brush her it's teeth. It's like. Which is good. I don't know. It just felt like we got her socks for Christmas and she's she like, holy, them. I just got to wear them <laughs> right now. So, well, yeah, well, there you go. 
Remember when I was talking about how the dog chews up all the little toys when we get our children non-candy items? No, I don't have any memory of of, uh, Sylvie eating things. (sighs) Okay. This week, Sylvie, last week we talked about how she'd done so well and she hadn't really eaten things. Mm -hmm. (sighs) It's time for me to eat my own foot. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Well... I mean, Sylvie ate so many things. Now, they're not valuable things. No high dollar items this week, which is wonderful. But like literally the well, day we recorded full. the podcast, my AirPods. I walked out into the living room and I'm like, I just see a hand on the floor. Just one singular little hand. And then I found like several more hands and I found a foot I found two feet. I found a dinosaur foot and I found Anna's boot. Um, And then later I found the disembodied head of a little doll with purple hair. It's just been an assortment of appendages that belong to figurines that I just keep finding all over the house. And it's like, where's where's the rest of it? Uh, She's been watching Dexter. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I forgot to tell you about that. So many. And it reminds, you know what it reminds me of? You know how Jezebel was, she fell out a window and was eaten by dogs? This is a story from Judge, uh, was wow. it Judges? What, uh, no, was it, was it Jezebel? <clears throat> or was it someone's mom? I have to go back and look. Wow. Somebody, I'll, I'll tell you in the next segment because I'll clarify. Oh, I can't wait. Somebody fell out of a window and they were eaten by dogs and all that was left was like hands and several other things. And Anna's boot. And that's what reminds me of it's like when I just find these little hands of something that's been eaten by a dog but then left. They don't like... Don't just love when the Bible comes alive? Dude. <laughs> like just I'm sorry. Living that's and active. very gruesome it maybe not not safe for children's ears, but it's in the Bible. So no. <laughs> um, that's what Sylvie has been doing this week. I cannot believe that was the, that's what it made you think. Anyway, you can't. Why are I you just, laughing at me? Because that's for the same reason that people that are listening to this podcast right now are probably cry laughing for the same reason. I don't think it's that funny. It's just a, anyway. Yeah, anyway. you don't think you're nearly as funny as you actually are. Well, that's us. That's our dog. That's our family. Uh, enjoy that little insight into the Stall Cub household. We're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere because today we actually have a really interesting, I say that like we don't normally have an interesting episode, but today is is all about, we're, I, I think we're going to end up calling this episode um, Apologizing for Apologetics. Uh, so we're going to take a look at when, when knowing something is not enough and how that might actually be detrimental if used in the wrong way. So don't go anywhere. We're going to talk about that right here on the Church Nerds Podcast. in nerd history point and click i don't know how many of you are as lucky as me but when i was a kid i was given a very old computer one with a black and green screen no internet and no mouse navigating through the file system was all about keyboard calisthenics no point and click just clackety 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 clack That's what computers were like in the 60s and 70s, but things began to change on April 27th, 1981, when the very first commercially available computer mouse was on the market. It was a part of the Xerox 8010 Star Information System. This computer was a commercial failure, but it did introduce the computer world to a bitmap screen, windows, icons, and a mouse-driven interface. All of these would go on to become standards in the computer systems of the near future, and the mouse would go on to find popular 
popularity as a part of Apple's Lisa and Macintosh computers. However, this wasn't the first mouse in existence. In fact, the first known mouse actually is traced back to the mid-1960s, created by Douglas Engelbart. It was a bulky rectangle with what looked like steel roller skate wheels. It is now impossible to think of a computer setup without some form of a mouse. I mean, seriously, sit there and try and think of just how difficult life would be without that computer mouse. If you want to give it a little kiss, we're not going to tell anybody. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. there and welcome back to church nerds once again my name is bubba my name's anna and thank you for joining us whether it's on the radio or on a podcast or you are just listening to somebody recite this word for word to you in which case this part is probably really weird you're like why is this person talking like this i don't understand how would um, they even get a transcript of this podcast no that... they memorized it like book of eli style no yeah that, what a waste of time that would be. You don't know that. If you're going to put that many words in your brain, let them be the Lord's words. Hey, maybe. Be serious. Maybe he's going to use this specific episode. No, like the, no, no, probably not. No. Okay. Well, we tried. Um, you guys should probably still continue to listen, though. Whether uh, you're listening, like I said, on the radio station or if you're listening on a uh, podcast or if you can't find us anywhere, just go to lovethynerd.com forward slash church nerds. And uh, we would love to talk at you there if that's cool with everybody. Hey, speaking of things that are cool with everybody, <laughs> today we're talking all about um, the the overall concept is brought on by the idea of apologetics. Okay, that's kind of a deep dive into what it is that we're going to be talking about in the second segment, apologizing for apologetics. Um, but... To kind of bring that into a nerdy spot to think about that, I thought, what what could really get my point across? Because if the idea is that we're apologizing about apologetics, what is it about that thing that we're actually having to apologize like, for? Don't let it. If you're an apologetics fan, don't get scared. Right listen, now. listen okay. to the end. I promise. Okay. I hope. Well, I hope I promise that you're you're going to like it. We might make you might make them mad. No, a you know what? Bit. Hey, like it either way. There, I fixed it. <laughs> Um, it's voice activated. Okay. Well, so sorry. I inter- I interrupted you because I was just. This I better just be really felt, important. I felt nervous that we were going to alienate a listener right from the beginning from the title. Here's the thing. Most people that listen to this podcast kind of know us a little bit. And the beauty of podcasting in general is that just about everybody who listens to a podcast feels like they know the hosts. Right. Like that's the magic of the podcast. And so we're really going to lean into that relationship (laughs) on this episode here, because what we're doing is we're taking taking a pretty close look at the idea that in Christian culture and we're talking broad strokes here. okay? no fine bristles on this brush. Just it's it's one of them sponge brushes. Right. Like it just paints one big line all together. It's a that. Chalk paintbrush. Chalk paintbrush. I don't even know what that is. I hope it never comes to my house because it sounds like it'll make a mess. We have chalk paint <gasps> in our house. But not a chalk paintbrush though. Right, right now. Yeah. You have um, to buy special brushes. Anyway, they're really big. <laughs> Whatever. So all that being said, we are talking about this idea that maybe the idea of having the knowledge can not always be a good thing. That too much knowledge can actually lead to a detrimental conversation and or relationship building because you still might build relationships. Mm. They might just not be necessarily the ones that you're actually trying to build. Well, it's important to have. It's not that the knowledge itself is bad, but it's important to have the wisdom with the knowledge. It can't be just the knowledge. So in a nerdy spot, and we'll get to all the apologetic stuff. So uh, think think all the things that you want while we're talking about this. From a nerdy standpoint, when might it not be such a beneficial thing to have too much knowledge? Um, and the answer is every, everywhere, all of it, the whole thing. 
Um, any any nerd anything ever, really? I I'm gonna push back. I just I like it. I like I think, to watch all of the. I like to watch the commentaries. Yeah, and yeah. know all of the funny things that the actors said and did behind mm-hmm. the scenes, and who had to go to the hospital when as a result of what stunt, and yeah, um, all of how they made the m- miniatures, and um, and you know what. <laughs> I like all of it. I, I am I am glad that you like that. And there are things about uh, things that I like, right? Um, here's kind of when that crosses the line maybe a little bit. When I'm trying to watch the freaking movie, <laughs> right? And so this specific instance, which is not made up by any stretch of the imagination, is the first time I tried to watch the Lord of the Rings extended version. Pick any of the three movies. It doesn't even matter. With anybody from your family, mm-hmm. anybody, mm-hmm. Just, it doesn't even matter. Couldn't get two seconds into the movie before your your family loved them so f- to the moon and back. Yeah. Okay. Talkers, the lot of you <laughs> during movies, and you have um, bestowed that gene upon your children. I don't think that that's a I think that that's how people normally like naturally are no <laughs> it's not <laughs> I, think that, I think it has to be disciplined out of people oh believe me I am Come trying on. you know what it was it's because you were an only child and so you had no one to talk to <laughs> I, all the time what a weird what a weird phrase I was I was an only child <laughs> you an only I am child. one of four siblings. <laughs> But you grew up. But I grew up, up like an only child. I know what as you're saying. An only child. Sorry. You know how very... I try and combat this in our home? I'm I'm gonna give you the secret sauce here. I've not even shared this with you. What? When we sit down to have like a family movie night, what do I do? I don't know. You turn no, no, all the no, lights no. off? Mm, Popcorn. Keep going. I don't know. A, a cup and mountains of candy and things <laughs> to cram in your mouth. To get you to shut your no, trap. Then they just start running circles around us. That's fine. It is not. Oh no! Not. You got a line, do you? It's not. Yeah, because um, you can talk the entire time. But I also grew up with a screen that was fourteen inches big, and so you could not be running around the room. No, you stay put, or nobody can see anything because the screen's tiny. Well. So you, you add, you, you add not being able to understand what's going on in the movie for me. Okay. This is when, when knowing too much is too much. So if I can't watch the movie to engage in the movie, because you're telling me, you know, everyone is telling you how the ring ring was really forged and actually uh, they're in New Zealand. Nobody cares. Okay. Not at that moment. I care. Not at that How dare moment. you? I love you so much, So dude. many people care. Not at that moment. <laughs> I want I want to know later. Yeah. Later I want to know. So yeah. like for me, I enjoy the information. I really do. You know, mm-hmm. Anna can can attest to this. After I watch a Marvel movie, I'm usually on the internet watching the the Easter egg videos or like whatever else. Yeah. You, I want to know the information. I want to. Nobody cares. I, no, I'm not See, sharing it with anybody. It, how does that feel, Stalkup? <laughs> Listen, lady, I'm not sharing it in those moments. You know when I share it on podcasts when people are. Well, listening I don't care. We've already established that I do not care about the MCU. Don't get, share it on this podcast, sweetheart. You are getting so lost in the weeds here because. Because I'm focusing on you, and that is why you're trying to draw everybody's attention. This is this is sleight of hand. This is you're magic. You're focusing on me. You're attacking me. No, 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 no. Do you feel seen? Do you feel represented? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast. Stop it. Here's the deal, though. For real, like legitimately speaking, when somebody who is passionate about a fandom just won't let somebody else shares. I'm, I'm just going to say, won't let somebody else enjoy it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you, you like, you like the Lord of the Rings movies. 
<laughs> have you read the books? No, because I watch the movies. Like I watch movies so I don't have to read books. That's how I work. I told you, you pass this gene on to your kids. And here's the proof. The proof is in the pudding. I'm all right? pretty proud of this one. I know exactly what you're about to say. Your daughter. Okay. I'm trying to watch Harold Potter. All right. And she's like, what is this? Daddy, why didn't they? How long has this they movie been on? So much stuff. I'm like, babe, the, the, the movie's been going for 10 minutes. 10 minutes? That's four chapters. What? Where did this come? What is that? How? What is in the sky? And I'm like, can I? I didn't read the books. I'm trying to watch the movie. Okay. And she'll be quiet because she's got Uh, me and her as well. They left out the entire plot about Winky and the house elves. I don't even know what that means. But I know that she cares about it. If you had read the book. No. We already had this conversation. Me not reading the book actually allows for me to be the only person in the household that enjoys the movie. But I can't even do that when the rest of you guys are like, what? Up in arms about it being different. So your knowledge of the fandom is making it hard for me to enjoy. You are only one out of five. Yeah. Can the one not enjoy the stuff? (laughs) Well, I mean... Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is how God made me. I don't know what to say. I enjoyed the fourth book and the movie was okay. But uh, to be honest, I missed missed so much of the movie too. Um, But I mean, yeah, it was just... Don't even get me started. The fourth book is... Like very long mm-hmm. is very long. So and don't even get me started on the Hobbit. Like, <laughs> I mean, well, if you even mention wait, white orc in my on, house, I don't. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do, really do anything. Um, sorry. Well, did I derail you? Did I derail you? Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm going to skip them. That's those are my thoughts. And my, you go you ahead. You don't need to say are Tom Bombadil and Goldberry. Oh, Tom Bombadil. Okay. Anyway, what I was, what, what I was going to say is how do you feel about that? Because you have read the Hobbit. I'm fine with it. But again, here's the deal. But again, you got to understand this is the same reason that I'm super interested in this multiverse kind of idea that's in the MCU and the way that comic books operate in general. Constant reboots, constant retellings of the same story to try and keep it fresh, to look at it from a different perspective, to add in extra characters or storylines that might not have existed otherwise. Or, and are completely unnecessary. You're a purist. And, they get every, and that's every, fine. Like, completely confusing that's fine here's the thing just for a second and you're gonna hate this so much you do what you gotta do lady (laughs) sometimes i wish for the olden days ye olden days ye olden days of vhs tapes shelves of vhs tapes okay where my family we we (laughs) We would just watch a lot of the same movies over and over and over again. Yeah, I know. And I don't know if all families did that because that was just kind of the way it was. They did. But they were now different we movies. Have, like so much available to us on streaming services. I love watching the same thing over and over again. I love it. And I still kind of love it. We do it. kind of go back to the same shows. I watch the same shows over and over again. And there's a part of me that doesn't want to have to think hard about learning a new plot and listening really hard and, you know, okay. thinking really hard. And so the Lord of the Rings, we watched them many, 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 mm. many, many of times. Yeah. So many times. And But also it was like sometimes you did want the new thing. So you watched the, the commentary <laughs> or you'd watch the appendices of which there are many That's I mean, hilarious. to, to I, learn a new thing. Let's, um, let's watch something new. 
Um, let's watch the uh, Lord of the Rings <laughs> still. Hear me out here. Um, commentary B. <laughs> that was a fun voice to do just then. I had hand motions and everything. It was not, perfect because that's how I. That's how I see it. That's how I. I see it in my, my like mind's eye, my brain. Anything that happened. Uh, anyway, let's spice it up a little bit. Here's the thing. What's, I can't let's hear what Frodo you, has to say. I, I, well, I can't. I you know the Lord of the Rings is special to me, near and dear to my heart. Yes. I can identify with your feelings, though. Anytime I hear any fourth or fifth grade child talking about Minecraft. Oh, okay. You know, where it's like, I just don't feel like I need to know this much <laughs> about how to forge any of these, we- like, craft. Anything. Any. any? Yeah, almost anything, right? <laughs> I mean, just... I, I I know about uh, Minecraft and I'm still like, I, these are conversations that I have with Caleb very often because what'll, what'll happen is they'll start in the middle of a conversation or a thought or idea or like, I don't even know what any of these elements are or materials at all. Yeah. And, and I am just like instantly don't care. And it now this difference differs from how we're, you know, where we're going, which is into the apologetics thing, because apologetics tends to bring up these very strong emotions very strong that are emotions. like, ah, oh, no, I just want to punch someone <laughs> like and the devil's going around. So you'll have sometimes to sometimes makes me want to punch someone if I hear about it enough. But my initial reaction is just like, oh, here we go again. Yep. Buckle up. <laughs> Well, and, you know, dear listeners, I'm sure there are several of you who are like, Anna, ugh, Minecraft matters to me. And, well, maybe. you know, I am glad that it matters to you because it matters to a lot of people. And boof, dude, but here's somebody the thing. needs to have conversations and someone <laughs> needs to be able to listen to those people. I'm not going to call them all children. There's a lot no, of adults yeah. who play. But specifically the but way the children ones who talk, talk about, about it a like lot that, yeah. is is children. So I mean, but and if you're an adult that can't shut up about Minecraft, hey, cool. That's the almost the exact reason that Love Thy Nerd exists, okay? Is to reach out to people just like you who share a nerdy affinity, passion, hobby, whatever, okay? Um the the thing is like when you are you need to think about this cuz this is where we're kind of like kind of swinging back into what our, our, our topic is going to actually be about, right? If when you play Minecraft, if the way somebody else plays Minecraft bothers you, you've got a, you have a problem. Like there is an issue there. If the way somebody else enjoys the fandom bothers you, if a theory, a fan theory that somebody has about the new Marvel movie bothers you there there is a problem there all right because you're not you're not allowing somebody to engage in something in a way that is not destructive right like let's be clear about that it's it's not something that is going to to hurt you or anybody else all right they're exploring something um they don't want to dig in the spot that you want them to dig in in minecraft but you they have to and they have to use maybe your seed, which is the the number generator that sets things in a certain spot in the world. Okay. If you're not allowing them to experience the thing in a way that is life giving to them, then that is a problem. And your information, and you're like, oh, well, you're just, you're not using the redstone the proper way, or you're not, you haven't, you haven't uh, gone to the nether realm, or you're not doing diamond acts. Who cares? <laughs> Sometimes, and I can tell you this because I watch our kids do it. Sometimes they just want to fly around and build castles out of lava brick. And then light it on fire. And that's it. That's all they want to do. Caleb, our now 10-year-old, wants to turn all of creative off Mm. and go survival mode to the max. And Mm -hmm. I've watched these kids almost literally kill each other over this. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Nene and Levi. Okay, uh, Nene's just just turned eight. Levi is six years old. He'll be seven in July. Like they want to be creative and fly around and 
dare I say, have fun. All right. But their idea of what fun is and his idea of what fun is, they're not compatible Mm -hmm. in the same game that is designed. Since we're using Minecraft, might as well just beat this dead horse, right? To incorporate both. It is designed to do that, but they don't want to do that. They want to only do the thing that they want to do. And so being overly creative or being all in on survival mode in Minecraft for them, our kids, they cannot live in the same space without fighting each other over which way is the right way. And so it's interesting that we're going to talk about apologetics here in just a second, but it is not at all limited to religious conversation. You can pour this into politics. You can pour this into fandom, uh, Star Wars. That's all I'm going to say about it. I, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Star Wars was for sure on my mind. Well, I think Star Wars does carry a lot of weight in this conversation just because it's like I do actually know a person who's never watched a Star Wars movie I I also know this person and I can't believe that this person has never watched a Star Wars movie right how can this happen but you know what doesn't make that person want to watch more Star Wars movies telling them they have to telling them they have to and I think if you went into like deep dives of all of the characters and why yeah. so and so does such and such and then like um that's just uh it's, it's not ready not, not ready for any of that and not interested in those conversations right no just unnecessary not good it's just like it's not it's not appropriate that's People, not an appropriate conversation to no, have with someone who's never seen a star wars movie nothing nothing or is cares. gained nothing is gained by bullying somebody into your fandom Nothing is gained by that. Mm. All right. Uh, Discovery. Unless it's the office. Oh, and then then you absolutely have to. And if you don't, you're uncultured swine. Is that what we decided? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. You just want to say Luke Flipiak. You want to get Frost, get his name out there. He's a listener. Does he not watch the office? He likes parks though. So he kind of gets a pass. Luke. He gets a pass. Luke. But just remember that you called him out. It wasn't me. Okay. (laughs) Um, but, um, but seriously, I mean, we have these hills, these hills that we die on, Mm -hmm. um, and regardless of where you stand on all of it, it's, it's important to know that, um, beyond a shadow of a doubt, objectively Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie. Okay. I actually heard you talking about this today. Did you hear my, my reasoning? Yeah, because, because it's like kind of not necessarily standalone, but kind of like the characters are all of the reasons that people have issues with star Wars is basically because well, it this ruins person's story. Didn't get finished. Well, well, this Bingo. person should have ended up with so-and-so mm-hmm. well, this person shouldn't have ended up good or bad or whatever. Yep. This uh, so-and-so shouldn't have died. None of that in rogue one. Rest in peace, Gary Fisher. It takes, it takes all of that and it deals with it and, and, what I would consider the best way possible mm-hmm. just kind of removes the, anyway, uh, j- that's an objective fact. I just want to kind of leave you guys with that. Since we're talking about, um, star Wars and what you should and shouldn't do, uh, rogue one should be your favorite. Um, period. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's borderline biblical. The fellowship of the ring should be your favorite Lord of the Rings. Movie. If you, the fellowship of the ring should be your favorite Star Wars movie. That's what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. Tom Bombadil for life. Hey, we're going to take a short break. Hopefully you're primed and ready for the next part of the conversation. Don't go anywhere. Come back. We're going to talk all about apologetics right here on the Church Nerds Podcast. Hey, everyone. I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So recently I've written a comic book and uh, a few weeks later I drew the storyboard outline for the comic book and now it's in the hands of the illustrator who's going to make it look pretty and cool and stuff. But once I was officially done drawing the outline, the storyboard, I you know posted and shared with it on social media because I was pretty excited that that actually happened. And so this past weekend I was at a comic con. And some folks that had seen that post asked if they could see the storyboard. So I'm like, absolutely. I brought it with me for that exact purpose. And so the first time someone asked, I handed it to him. 
and I watched their faces as they just kind of flipped through the pages. And then I realized they were completely confused, but they were being super polite about it. So I said, you don't have a clue what that's like telling or showing, do you? And they're like, no, not at all. I was like, come sit down here at my booth and let me explain it to you. And when I did, they thought it was hilarious and they identified with the story and they thought it was a really great idea. And it made me realize that we do that with our faith very often. We just expect people to understand stuff that we think might be clear, but totally isn't. In Acts chapter 8, verses 30 and 31, there's this interaction where it says, So Philip ran up and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you were reading, Philip asked. Verse 31 says, How can I, he said, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. And it's just a reminder that just because we're familiar with something and we are clear with it doesn't mean that everyone that's exposed to it will be. And we need to be willing to actually take the time to share, discuss, and explain the things that we are putting out there in the world. And that includes our faith. So if we're going to talk to the world about Jesus, we need to be willing to actually sit down and explain who he is and why we believe it and why he matters to us. Otherwise, it's just going to look as shapeless as my weird storyboard that I was like handing around a comic book with, you know, no other explanation. So be clear and intentional with how you share what you share. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. Once again, my name is Bubba. I'm Anna. And it was Jezebel. This is, yeah, this is a throwback. I actually, yeah, I wanted to talk about that before. That's why I was staring at you blankly when you just went straight over my all caps. Uh, people call me a honey, honey badger because I just do not care. I do what um, I want. Yes. For those of you who've been sitting on the edge of your seats um, about my Barbie hands story. <laughs> And how it reminded me of a Bible story. Um, Yes, it was, in fact, Jezebel and Elijah had prophesied. Elijah the Tishbite had prophesied that. um, You say Dishbite? The Tishbite. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said Dishbite. What is a Dishbite? That was the question I had for you. Well, do you know more what a Dishbite is than a Tishbite? I think I know exactly the same amount about a Dishbite and a Tishbite. Yeah. (laughs) This conversation has taken a very strange turn. (laughs) Anyway, yes, she was pushed out of a window by her eunuch servants, who apparently did not like her very much. Yeah. Don't imagine she was the world's best boss. No. She um, may have bought herself a mug that said that. The world's best boss. Another office reference. Yes, but uh, she... Oh, Luke, she, do you get that? Is that <laughs> you'll, get it, you'll get it later. It'll come to you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Push out of a window. To fulfill a prophecy, though. Dude who orders her to be pushed out of a window goes in, has a sandwich, Comes back well, outside and was like, guy. hey, let's bury her. She is, after all, a princess, your highness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, <it's> nice. <laughs> yeah. Inside joke. Um, and uh, so let, we should probably bury her. So they go to bury her. And uh, she had been trampled by horses already. Yeah. And uh, there was nothing left of her but the palms of her hand and her skull. And Well, because while he was having his feet. lunch, so were the puppies. Stop! (laughs) Stop! You're probably wondering, what does this have to do with apologetics? The answer is absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. Not even a little bit. Just I'm just recapping one of the worst. Didn't want to leave you hanging. 
stories in the Bible. Uh, Just awful. She was, was really not a very nice person. The the ending was kind of poetic. Oh, it was bad. Yeah. So anyway, apologetics. Babe. How dirty do your hands have to be for dogs not to eat the palms? It doesn't matter. Sorry, I couldn't. Apologetics. <laughs> what and Anna, Anna? What are apologetics? I was hoping you would explain what apologetics were. Apologetics are. I don't have Webster's. Uh, I don't. I don't I have. Look I, it up. I do not have the definition from the Lord of the Rings extended commentaries. Um, I don't know what what Frodo Baggins would say that apologetics are, but apologetics are basically, in short, they are. There are ways to defend the things about the faith that we hold to be true. How close did I get? You're very close. Oh, man. Would you, yes. It, does it just say what Bubba said? Ye old uh, Oxford languages says reasoned arguments or writings in justification of something, typically a theory or religious doctrine. That's exactly what I said. That's pretty much what you said. I said, it in, job, the, I said it in the message version. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yes, you did. The Bubba standard, BST. Um, of a standard translation. Yeah. But anyway, so that's that's what apologetics are. And if you've grown up in the church, God bless you. Um, may the Lord bless you and keep you and lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Because you have probably at some point in time gone through more than likely, depending on your age, I'm going to assume you're in the same ballpark as Anna and I, okay, as far as ages go. We're mid-30s, all right? And that's where we land. You more than likely did it in a youth group if your church history goes back that far. If your church history does not go back that far and you were uh, you grew up in any kind of a traditional church, regardless of how I would say like progressive the programming was or anything like that, if you grew up in a traditional evangelical church, you did apologetics probably, we're assuming things, right? Probably at some point. And this meant that you went through a class or a series or some some form of church where they encouraged you to take a plethora of notes. <laughs> you probably came out of it with a binder of sorts, right? Binders are popular, yes. And so the, the whole idea behind <laughs> this was, hey, Christian, we want to train you on how to battle the atheists. How to, uh, yeah. Well, they would say defend your faith. They would say defend your faith. Yeah. Now, I need to make a late belated preamble here. What's it? Is it just called an amble when you're already into the topic, but you feel like I need to clarify? Yeah, we're going to call it a whoa, Nelly. <laughs> whoa, Nelly. I mean, I think that apologetics are important i would not argue that you don't think apologetics are important i would i'm sorry i wouldn't argue against it oh okay i wouldn't <laughs> argue i would not argue well, this for, podcast could turn out a lot i wouldn't argue for or against it How right I, I think that apologetics no i agree can you. be a good thing um especially it's gotten with the rise of social media um like it's it, it's very easy to hear combative, you know, voices and information, you know, on, on a on a video. There's no real arguing, so nope. it's pretty easy to just post that thing and then let the comments go wherever they want to. And cherry pick your responses and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, and so I mean, it's gotten really easy to just say stuff mm -hmm. online, and it was it was getting easy, you know, as you and I were in high school, mm -hmm. um, on message boards and different places like that. And sometimes people will say stuff that can cause like moments of pause mm -hmm. at, at best and doubt, you know, yeah. can creep in. Um, and we've seen it happen with a lot of people. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's good and it's important to, to have some knowledge, um, about things like, um, the legitimacy of, scripture mm. and you know different things like that to reassure kids like no you didn't grow up in a cult 
Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, you. <laughs> some of them did. Um, the kids I'm thinking of, and yeah. you and I, we did not grow up in a cult. Not that I'm aware of. Um, no. And like, why why we can believe with reasonable certainty that mm-hmm. you know the Bible is accurate and things yeah. like that. So it's not. We're not just saying apologetics are the worst, and let's just stop. Yeah. But. But. But like it's one of those real proceed with caution types of things. And so let's unpack that. Yeah, I think that kind of the angle that we're coming at is, you know, again, talking about the broad brush that we're painting with and the kind of toxic Christian culture, um, that Mm -hmm. kind of an aspect of, you know, again, like I said, we're going to train you how to defeat the atheists, right? And I think um, that toxic Christian culture loves apologetics. That's all they want. And pushes them that's very, very hard. Because they, I mean, it's it, it's a culture of wanting to be right um, and wanting to be not more. It's more than just being heard. It's way more than just being heard. It's wanting to be right. Um, and so I, I want to kind of, from our perspective, kind of talk about where, when that goes South. Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer is kind of almost immediately love thy nerd as an organization. And you hear me talk about love thy nerd a lot because that's the reason for this podcast. This isn't the Bubba and Anna just want to get together and chit chat podcast. I think it's a, that's Sometimes got a good ring to it. Turns into that. Oh, okay. Um, but we do it because of love thy nerd and our, our draw towards, you know, kind of, creating this safe space between nerd culture and church culture and that middle ground where the conversation can happen. And a lot of what we actually end up doing is convincing nerds that church isn't what they've been taught or Christianity isn't what they've seen represented either in their lives where they've been hurt by the church or on the silver screen where all they have is Mel Gibson's interpretation of, of Christianity, right? Right, wrong, or indifferent. It's more than that. It's deeper than that. Sometimes it's better than that, right? Like the best depiction that it could be, um, sometimes it's better than that. And so apologetics should be a defense, all right? So it should be a shield, not a sword. And as we were talking about this, when I have an analogy in my brain, I like to walk it out kind of as far as it'll go till it just just falls apart in the wind. All right. And so when I say that it should be a shield because it's supposed to be a defense, there is a moment where this this defensive thing that we have can become like an offensive weapon. There is such a thing as a shield bash. All right. So anybody who's played any kind of game or has seen any um, medieval uh, depiction of war and battle and stuff like that, the shield's main thing is to defend, but it can also parry and it can also bash people back. Right. This makes so much more sense when you're talking about it right now, because when we were talking about this earlier, you said you kept saying sword when you meant shield. No, 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 no. I'm going to get to that in just a second. Oh, yes. I'm going to get to that in a second. So the, the shield's main purpose is defense, but in a pinch can be used as an offensive weapon is not the most offensive, most effective offensive weapon, right? Like I'm not going to do all of the day unless I'm captain America. So here here it goes snap in the wind, just (laughs) falling apart. But for the most part, a shield is defensive. Unless it's vibranium. Now, now a sword is first and foremost an offensive weapon, but can be used as defensive. And I think that that's where scripture in the Bible, when it talks about like, this is our sword. I think that there are times when we have to use scripture as a way to, to block things, but its main purpose is to slice and attack and to cut, Right. So anyway, moving moving forward, you, you have this idea of, of shields and swords, right? Like both can do the opposite thing. A, mm-hmm. a, a sword can block, okay? Um, a shield can be used as an offensive weapon. But I think what we've tried to do with apologetics, which I believe is the shield, right? Like that's what the Bible says. It says, be ready to 
to, to give this defense of the hope that lies within you when you are asked or brought to a position to do so. What we have done as Christians, broad strokes, okay? Hear me with the broad strokes here, all right? Drawing, drawing big circles. What we have done is we've used it as a way to lunge forward at people. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come out and tell all the sinners all the bad things and all, here's why they, and here's all this, and here, this is the Bible. And we, We've turned into Captain America with it, where we're throwing our shield at people when that is not its intended purpose. Its intended purpose is to defend. Isn't the shield faith? Oh, man. Let's ask Bible man. He would know. <laughs> well... So, you know, I think that's kind of how apologetics is used. Like, I think that. um, (sighs) We weaponize it. That's like the the term that I'm trying to go. We weaponize apologetics. The, The way that it has been used and that we're kind of trying to dissuade people from using it um, is this very uh, like taught in tandem with evangelizing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll like Ray Comfort, Kirk Cameron, mm-hmm. um, these like the people who walk around parks. Way of the master. Way of the master. That's what it's that called. Make, yeah, way more sense. Um, people who are walking around being like, hey, do you want to participate in this survey? Yeah. Where do you think that you're going to go? <laughs> do you think you go to heaven when you die? Hey, or you something like, like that. Like How do you donuts? get into heaven? What happens if you get um, hit by What happens if you choke on this donut while you're And trying it? to manufacture yeah. spiritual conversations. Um, and then apologetics is often taught very heavily at the same time mm-hmm. to you know, like college students, high school students. Um, And so it creates in their minds this idea and from watching, you know, movies like God's Not Dead um, that uh, I don't know. It's creates this feeling in their mind like I'm going to be under attack. And so I need to like, you know, I need to be ready to, to, you know, say all of these things. And then what ends up happening is like, it's this very awkward um, and sort of confrontational and just kind of, you know, conversation that doesn't leave either party feeling really awesome. I'm going to say that specifically. I remember going to a disc golf course and there were, Oh my Three gosh. people in front of us, like a guy and a girl who were just there to disc golf. You just unlocked a memory. Yeah. And this kid <sighs> who was trying to evangelize them and do, you know, an apologetics like s- central um, with this guy who's an atheist, who prof- self-professed atheist. And this dude was higher than a kite. Not the guy doing the evangelizing, but oh, the guy that yeah. was. And it was so obnoxious. Oh it was so hard to listen to. And it was like, what is even ha- like, is anything being accomplished for the kingdom of heaven in this conversation? And it, to me, it felt like no. To me, it felt like no. But but we have the way that we have trained young people. Mm hmm is like that these things go hand in hand. I don't think that that is necessarily how we should be teaching apologetics. It's not how we teach like personally and specifically like you and I, that's not how we teach. It's an, it's never how we taught. And we we actually fought against it when we were in youth ministry. And even here at LTN, we don't teach that way. We actually have people when we were, you know, uh, part of game church and even, you know, as LTN, we've had people that are like, Hey, can you go and talk to those people that are out there just spitting vitriol and telling us we're all going to hell? And our, our answer is usually no, I'd rather not. I'd rather, I'd rather stay here and talk to you. Honestly, I think that this is going to be a better use of our time than me going out there and arguing with that person. Yeah. Like, there's just no, uh, yeah. there's no point to it. Mm-mm. Just, don't let it phase you, right? Don't let it phase you, okay? So here's what we're here to say. And we got we got to wrap this up, right? For a thousand reasons, we got to wrap this up. This God's not dead style 
that we we are starting to like impress upon the youth and stuff like that. And and also as it goes on, like youth that believe this turn into adults that believe this and that perpetuates. And what it leaves out is relationship. So with LTN, the things that you're going to learn long-term with us is that we want to create and engage in relational evangelism because truth needs a bridge and you have to earn that right to speak the truth into somebody's life. And we believe that the key to both of those things is a relationship and not just with us, but also with Jesus Christ. So as we try to help people understand that we care about them, our knowledge of the thing that they should care about should not trump the relationship that we're trying to create because that's what Jesus was was all about. He was relational from his very core all the way through it. He's, seek, he's seeking this relationship with his creation. So we're going to leave you with that. We didn't even scratch the surface, friends. Not even that we didn't even get to three points on our notes. That stuff that we had. And you know what? <laughs> That's okay. We're not going to go for another 30 minutes. We're going to wrap this up. But we want you guys to know and to understand two things. Apologetics are important. But more important than apologetics is the tactic that we use when using apologetics. When is the right situation? When's the right scenario to use the knowledge that we have. And it should be to draw people to Jesus, not to prove that we're right. Mm. Hey, don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with our nerdy recommendations and our weekly church nerds, uh, Bible verse and all that good stuff right here on the church nerds podcast. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Final round, fight! Well, to close out our show today, we actually don't have a nerdy recommendation for you. But in lieu, in lieu of a nerdy recommendation, we do have two Church Nerds Weekly Verses. Anna, what do you got? Well, uh, we have a little bit from Peter, a little bit from Paul, um, because they had sort of Peter to pay Paul. I got it. Differing um, techniques, as it were, uh, on shocker. They're (laughs) different people. Yeah, Uh, wildly different. We will we'll read Paul first Um, in Second Timothy four two through four. It says, "Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove." rebuke and exhort with complete patience and teaching for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears. They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Oof. That's so, more of a passage. I said verse. These you get, we have, yeah, these are kind of long, some scripture for you, but that's, uh, Apologeticists. Apologetics. Apo- what do you apologize? Ap- Apo- apologizers. Yeah, apologizers. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, are definitely. This is this is one of the verses that they teach. Yeah, are one of the passages that they teach in defense of what they do. Apologists. I think it's apologist. I like apologizers, <laughs> though. We're going to go with apologizer from here on out. Uh, but this is also what Peter has to say, whom I, I love. I love Peter's words. It is Peter whom you love. Yeah, your beloved. But even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet, 
Do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. Wow. First Peter 3, 14 through wow. 16. Wow. Almost like it was there the whole time for us to read. <laughs> I just wanted to have a little bit of both of these things here. Just temper temper each of these men's words with the others. Man, I tell you what, that that first Peter, oof, that's just so good. He is good. He's yeah. so good. Not that Paul's not good, but it did the as far as like tact goes, Peter's gonna win a hundred percent for me, like a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Just well, is. Um that tact was hard one for him yeah it was um, a long learning process maybe so. he wanted to do something else and his wife was like no you uh you're gonna write, you're gonna write this down <laughs> just because you just because you know he had a wife oh 100 yeah. oh, i've seen the chosen I know. <laughs> hey <gasps> the chosen. we haven't we haven't watched the new stuff yet is there new stuff already there new stuff i don't think it's out yet is it we're current question mark well now i gotta go research it but um i mean i can just research it while you're talking oh that's fine but i we are gonna have to and hey people hmm? we are gonna try and do it before it's over six months old this time well let's not make promises right let's (laughs) let's not write checks we can't cash it current and relevant this time i think we can be um, well, hey, you know what? I think that's going to do it for us on this here episode of Church Nerds. Be sure to check us out on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all major platforms and right here on LTN Radio each and every Friday morning. And if you have any questions about where you can find us on podcasting platforms or otherwise, real simple. Go to lovethynerd.com slash church nerds and boom goes the dynamite. We're right there. With the latest episode and ways for you to just get in, mix it up, subscribe on whatever your platform of choice is, and never miss an episode of everybody's favorite Church Nerds podcast, the Church Nerds podcast. <laughs> like what I did there? You supposed to say yes? Yes, I like what you did. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was perfect. thinking of something else. Yes, I love what you did. Perfect, you're, perfect. Yes, you are really so natural. <laughs> well, now you're milking it, but I know you mean every word. So, <clears throat> thank you. Well, hey, once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. And we'll catch you next week on another episode of the Church Nerds Podcast. And as always, if no one else tells you this, just remember it's true. What do you want to say? You got that look on your face. The Chosen comes out December 2022. That's what I want to say. December 25th, 2022? Uh, it just says December 2022. Missed opportunity. Hey, Jesus loves you, nerds. <laughs>